0: Hello and welcome back to episode number eighty. Today's show is going to be slightly different from my normal format. I'm doing a solo show today. Today, April tenth, twenty twenty-two, is the second year anniversary of our podcast. Woohoo! Actually, I thought we would have more episodes in the can, but uh, well, we have it. Um, but there are more to come. So what I'm going to do for you today is tell you what made me believe in the paranormal. I'll tell you some of the real life experiences that I had and go a little bit more in detail of why I believe in these things. First off, I would call myself a skeptical believer. I believe in the paranormal, I believe in the afterlife, I believe in a lot of spiritual and extra ordinary things to say, but I just don't believe any old bullshit. And the reason why I say that is I've watched quite a few paranormal shows, ghost shows over the years. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me tell multiple times that I go to sleep at night watching some of these shows. The shows on TV, some of them are okay, Some of them are a little over the top, but I'm mostly referring to some of the social media stuff, the pictures of the ghosts, the UFOs and things like that. Some people put out straight bullshit. That's all I can say about it. They put out straight bullshit. You look at it and you know automatically it's fake. Now, I'm not trying to disregard anything anybody's experiences or beliefs but i've seen some things on social media where probably could have made that made that up in adobe photoshop or premiere pro whatever photo editing or video editing software that you that you use so you guys if you see people doing that you got to tell them to stop doing that the reason why is because just like anything They try to discredit things that people don't understand. So if people put out constant bullshit and some of them is just purely comical, I mean, over the top comical, we got to get rid of people that are doing that. Well, we got to get people to stop doing that. That's enough rambling on about that. But again, if you guys are ghost hunters or anything like that, hit me up. You know, we can collab and do some things. Before I start to tell her any, any stories, I've been believing in the paranormal and ghosts and UFOs pretty much as far as I can remember. With Lisa, again, the show in its second year or this would be the second year. But when I first started the show, um, I wanted the show to be sort of um, an interview based format show. I wanted to have people come on and I wanted to interview people. But a pandemic hit called COVID-19 and just shut it all down. But I had the show in works prior to that. So I had the planning on the show, the format of the show, maybe a year before I was going to start the show. April 10, 2020, I just said, you know what, just go ahead and do it. So I started doing a couple of episodes by myself. Which, again, are still posted, but it took a while for Lisa to come on board or for me to coerce Lisa to come on board the show with me. So now the show's format is us telling our experiences. Um, If you've listened to the show, we do have a lot of great content out there that are true stories, that things that we've experienced and things that other people have experienced on the show. The first story I'll tell, I was probably about, maybe about five years old. My grandparents lived in the country of Northern Virginia, and and this is the reason why I don't like any dolls at all. My grandparents had an old house that my grandfather built, and it was in the country, again, of Northern Virginia. And the summers, we used to stay with my grandparents, all my cousins. I had a, quite a few cousins. Most of them were female. It was a three-level house. There was kind of a quasi-basement on the bottom. It a middle floor, and then there was an upstairs, which was an attic-slash-bedroom. There was a room on the middle floor, and in this room was a bunch of dolls. And this room was a guest room. It was on the nice floor. It was with the furniture with the plastic on it. <laughs> But it was the guest room. But of course, when the house is full, we had to share this bedroom. And I can just recall going to sleep at night and waking up or just having bad dreams throughout the night. And I think this is the first time I experienced sleep paralysis. I talked about that on the show. Well, we did an episode on on the show a couple of weeks ago about that. But I think this is the very first time I experienced any type of sleep paralysis. I can remember going to sleep and of course all these dolls around staring at me when I woke up or I thought I was waking up, I couldn't move. And all I saw were these dolls staring at me and a shit ton of bees in the window for some crazy reason. So that made me more afraid. And as I struggled to get up, of course, I got scareder and scareder and scareder, heart racing. And then all of a sudden, poof, you wake up. I believe to this day, everybody that slept in that room, because my cousins and I used to talk about it, that that room was haunted, that these dolls came came to life at night. Even some of the adults that lived there or sorry, stayed in that room had bad dreams. They didn't tell us about it, but we used to hear them talking about there's something going on in that room. This, it's not right in that room. The dolls that I'm um, referring to are these old-ass dolls. When you lean their head back and stuff, the eyeballs open and close. And some of them, the eyeballs moved. Those are the creepiest things you could ever imagine. And if you guys, you've probably seen Annabelle and shows like that. But it wasn't an Annabelle doll because Annabelle doll was, was fake for TV. It was another type of doll, but the dolls just scared the shit out of me all the time. And to this day, if someone had a bunch of dolls in that room, for instance, if I rented a hotel room and they had all these pictures of dolls on the wall, no chance. I'm out. Can't do it. I wouldn't do it. Can't do it (laughs) at all. But again, I think this is one of the first experiences of anything that I had. I can fast forward a little bit to becoming a teenager. I used to live by a graveyard, so wacky things and sounds from a graveyard used to go on. When I was a teenager... Me and a friend of mine that lived in a neighborhood was dating these two girls that live in another neighborhood. Well, the girl was actually staying with her grandparents for the summers. We would ride our bikes over to their house and, you know, hang out and do our thing or whatever. One particular night, we stayed over there pretty late. The property had two houses on it. There was a house on the bottom and there was a house on the top. And I'll give a story about the house on the top in just a moment. But the house on the bottom was my girlfriend's grandparents' house. The one on the top was her aunt's house. So we were sitting there late one night, just hanging out. It was my girlfriend, myself, my buddy, his girl, and my girlfriend's cousin. So we're just doing things, whatever, you know, teenagers do at that age. I noticed the dog in the graveyard. Right beyond the house, there was a driveway and there was a chain link fence that went the length of the driveway and it circled this graveyard that was beside it. So I noticed a dog over there and I looked to my girlfriend and I said, hey, your dog is in the graveyard. How did your dog get in the graveyard? Just to preface by saying you could not enter the graveyard from that side of the house or anywhere on that side of the street. It was all the way on the other side of the graveyard, and the fence was probably, I would say, maybe six to seven feet. When I told her that, she says, no, the dog is still sitting on the bottom of the porch. Wait a minute. I look down. The dog is still there. Me and my buddy, my girl's cousin. We want to go investigate to see what type of animal is out there. Of course, because it's some type of animal that's in this yard or in this graveyard. So we walk over to the fence. And as we get closer, we see um something standing there. It was kind of small. And we thought, well, maybe it's a raccoon or something like that. And as we got closer to it, kid you not, it was a creature that had to be about maybe two to four foot tall. It's like a humanoid creature holding the fence like this, staring at us. And we all jumped back. Oh, shit. What was that? And as soon as we yelled, the thing ran into the graveyard. We took off and we went back to the porch. We sat back down on the porch. It's like, man, this is some crazy shit that's going on here. Yes, we were teenagers. We were cussing back then, too. And my girlfriend said, yeah, it's all kinds of weird stuff that happens. And we figured it was related to the graveyard. And they said they used to have some things go on in their house. And I'll step forward slightly. My girl's cousin and I became friends and we stayed friends for a long time. And we're still friends to this day. We played on the same football team together. So I'd ride my bike to his house and wait for him. For football practice, because he actually lived closer to the field that we practiced at. This one time I went to his house, I go in, knock on the door. I come into the house and he tells me to sit downstairs. Now, the house is kind of a rancher house and it's got like a quasi basement to it. It's not really a basement, but it's like a two, three, two, three steps that goes down. And there's you know, a couple of rooms that's downstairs and a sitting area. So I walk into the house and my, my buddy was like, go downstairs and have a seat. And I got to do some things for my mom or whatever. And then I'll get, I'll get dressed and we can go. I'm sitting down reading a magazine. You know, we had sports magazines or whatever, hip hop magazines, whatever, where I was reading. Cause of course, back in the day, we didn't have the cell phones or social media and TikTok and, you know, all that stuff. I heard some noise upstairs and I yelled to him. And I, I said, I think someone's home. He said, no, there's no one in the house. I go, well, here's some somebody talking upstairs says, no, it's nobody in the house. Okay. then pay any attention to it. So I heard it again. I said. There's someone upstairs and I think it's your brothers. His brothers are kind of, you know, touched a little bit (laughs) and they were older And you know what older kids did to younger kids, even as as teenagers, they used to beat up on us. And, you know, so I tried to avoid his brothers. He said, no, there's nobody up there. So I went up and I took a look. I didn't see or hear anything at all. And I said, you know what? It's your brothers up there playing a trick on me. He goes, no, there's nobody in the house. I said, okay. I sit back down. I didn't hear anything. I start looking at the magazines again. Pretty much quiet in the house because I couldn't hear what he was doing in the other room. And I hear noise again. This time, I actually hear walking and I hear people talking. I said, I think your mom's home because I hear walking and I hear female voices upstairs. And he says, no, there's nobody up there. It's got to be somebody upstairs. No, there's nobody upstairs. Okay, let me go upstairs and I'll check this out again. I go upstairs. But this time, when I get upstairs, I hear the creaking, I hear the walking and I hear the voices in front of me. I don't see anybody. His parents' bedroom was kind of behind us. You know, if I can just give a a brief description of the house, when you walk into the house, there was a living room off to the right and you go off to the left. That's where the bedrooms are, the kitchen and this quasi basement in this house. Well, maybe... His parents or his mom went into the bedroom. Of course, I'm not going to investigate, you know, going to his mother's bedroom to see if he's, she's there. I started hearing the floor creaking in front of me and around me. I just kind of stood there in shock. I walked to the window to see if the car was out there. There was no car in the driveway. So his mom or dad didn't come home. His brothers weren't there. I'm standing At this point, in front of the front door where you enter and exit the house, there's a mirror that's in front of this thing. No joke. I know you guys probably seen your dad or maybe your grandparents or your grandfather or something like that, fix their tie in front of a mirror. And, you know, I heard something like someone was standing in this mirror shuffling clothes like they were fixing their their tie. And I can hear the floor creaking when they were doing this. Immediately, exit stage right, I went out the door and I sat out on the porch. He came outside. He goes, what are you doing? I said, man, I can't stay in your house anymore. He goes, why? He started laughing at me. And I said, I can't go back in there. I said, do you hear that noise in in your house? He says, "Man, we're used to that stuff." He said, "We hear this all the time." He said, "Just about every day that we're here, we just just got used to it and we ignore it at this point." I believe his parents still live in that house, but I never went back in that house again. We still played football. We played for on the same team for several seasons. I would just go, either meet him at practice or (laughs) when I got to his house. I would sit my ass outside on the porch and wait until he came out. And he would always make jokes of me, uh, you know, about that. If you're listening to this, you know, I'm talking about you. In my life, I've had quite a few paranormal experiences. And again, this is why I do believe in a paranormal. Some of these stories I told on other episodes The story with the dolls I told during my first episode, which is still out there. It's not that great. We're getting better. We're 80 episodes in as of this one. And we have a lot more things to come. I mentioned previously that I do live in Northern Virginia, Manassas particularly, and I live in the Bull Run area. I live approximately four miles from Bull Run Battlefield. So, of course, there were fierce battles during the Civil War. And there have been lots of stories of Confederate soldiers and things like that that walked around that people have seen in Bull Run. My old house where I used to live, we were probably about maybe 12 to 14 miles from Bull Run. This is called Gainesville, Virginia. And Gainesville, of course, they had some of the Confederate soldiers camps there. They had like um a, what they call it an exchange station where you could change horses and stuff like that in Gainesville Virginia there's was a, of course skirmishes and things like that because this whole area was probably considered Manassas or the Battle of Bull Run at some point. The house where I used to live in it was in a a decent neighborhood it wasn't around any graveyards or anything like that at this house when we first moved into that house, I took um several days off and I'm a photographer and my whole setup was at the bottom of the basement in my house or bottom of the stairs in the basement of our house. It was a walkout basement. I was there home alone. I started to hear whistling in the house. So I thought maybe, you know, I left the back door or something open and look, the door wasn't open. I went upstairs. I thought maybe the door had come open. The door was closed. I went back downstairs and I just hear this happy whistling. No other noise, no voices, just this happy whistling. I didn't mention that there was no one living on either side of us at this point. Paid it no mind, went about my business. I don't know how we started talking about, talking about this, but the kids and I and my wife, they used to hear the whistling too, but I didn't know this for a while. I thought it was just me hearing this whistling. When I would talk to people about Our paranormal experiences in my house. And I would tell people, our house is haunted. I don't care if people think I'm crazy. I saw what I saw, heard what I heard. But I used to tell them, I said, You can call any of my kids and ask them what we used to hear in this house consistently. And they would tell everyone whistling all the time. I remember one morning I was making coffee before I went to work. My whole coffee setup was on the opposite side of the kitchen. The kitchen that we had was pretty big at that time. So as I'm making coffee, I hear someone over my shoulder whisper in my ear, hmm, like the coffee smells good, like they wanted a cup of this coffee. And I quickly looked over, there was no one there. And I thought it was Lisa at first, and the kitchen was too big for someone to walk up behind me and then just take off running. Paid it no mind, no big deal. One night, before I tell the Capper of the story in this house. Again, I used to be a wedding photographer. I've done a ton of weddings in Maryland and DC. And when I used to do weddings at these locations, it took me forever to get home um, at night. So I would drive midnight home. And when I would drive home, I would call my son. My son lives in California. So, of course, the time difference, you know, we would just talk on my way home so I didn't get sleepy or anything. So I would drive home and before I got out the car, I would sit there and talk to my son on the phone for a little while. One night, I noticed that was something that was walking past across the street in front of me. It was just going back and forth, just like that, back and forth. First thing came to my mind was, why is someone letting their dog out this late at night? Again, paid it no mind, took my gear out, went in the house. No big deal. And again, like I mentioned, I do a lot. I used to do a lot of weddings. So the same thing. One particular night, I come back to the house. I park. I do the same thing that I was doing before. I noticed this walking again across the street. So this time I decided to go ahead and take a closer look. Didn't get out the car though. Didn't do that. But I took a closer look to see what it was. It was a figure of someone just walking past like this. It looked like maybe they had a uniform on. just going back and forth. I watched them go back and forth. It would go from one spot to the next and it would stop and it would do it repeatedly. When I told somebody else, I told my son, of course, because I was talking to him on the phone what I saw. And our neighbors across the street used to see this and my kids, they used to sit on the porch and they said they've seen it before at nighttime, but they've never said anything about it at all. I believe this was probably like I mentioned, a soldier was maybe on his patrol. You know, sometimes when people get killed. They get stuck in like a time loop. So I believe it was just a residual haunting. Didn't seem intelligent at all. It just walked the same direction every single time. And everyone that I spoke to about that, that have seen it, said the exact same thing. This is the piece of resistance story. We've all seen paranormal movies and these poltergeist movies. One night, I was home alone in my bed watching television, just chilling. I felt my muscle spasm Well what I thought was my muscle spasming. So I brushed it off and I felt it again because it kind of made the bed move a little, paid it no mind again. And then it started to do more of a back and forth motion on the bed. So I kind of sat up ever so slightly, feel my leg to see if it's, again, muscle spasm. I've had muscle spasms in my legs before to where you can feel this funny feeling. The bed actually started to move slowly back and forth like this, back and forth, moving slowly back and forth. And I knew it was moving because I look off to the side of me and I can see the things on my nightstand moving, not moving, but me going past them back and forth like this. And I sat up a little bit more in the bed. And all of a sudden, the bed started going boom, 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 really fast, back and forth, back and forth. So I sat up really erect. I put both my hands on the side of the bed and I said, if this doesn't stop in about a second, I'm out and we're moving. The bed just had a big boom, 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 and banged on the wall and stopped. Now, tell me, could you even ever imagine that? Have you had some type of experience like that? That was the craziest shit that I've ever encountered of anything paranormal. If you've had this experience, please tell me and let us know so we can share it on the show. But it took a while for me to um, tell Lisa about the, this thing because she's afraid of everything. We used to hear stuff in our bathroom all the time. The shower would turn on and off. Believe it or not, it definitely happened. I'll tell one story about where I currently live today. We do our podcast in our dining room. One night, myself, Lisa, and our recurring regular, Chantel, was recording. Whatever topic, I don't remember. All of us heard this weird kind of growl type noise behind us over my left shoulder. All of us at the same time whipped our head around to see what it was because we thought it was the dog that was doing that. Aya? No, she was asleep, so she wasn't even there to make that noise. It only happened that one time, and I've actually got the recording of that either on YouTube or on one of the episodes. I wish I could remember what episode it was, but I amplified it so people can hear it so they can tell me if they've ever heard this before. But in this little spot where we heard this noise at, Our dog, Aya, consistently looks in this area. All of us are like, why does she constantly stare at this one particular spot? This is my experience and this little experience. I'll wrap it up for you guys. I was lying on the couch one night, falling asleep, watching television. I was out in the living room by myself. Chantel comes out and tells me, you need to go to bed. You ain't my daddy. <laughs> so so I said, I'll go to bed in a few minutes. Let me finish watching this. And she's like, I'll finish watching this. You know, you're falling asleep. I just laid there watching the TV and I dozed off. I woke back up. So whatever I was watching on the TV, I found interesting. So I started watching the TV show again before I went to bed. So I wanted to finish the movie or program. I see out of my peripheral vision that Chantel walks up again and stands there. And sometimes she walks up, she'll see what's on the TV and ask me what I'm watching. She didn't ask me anything at this this moment. So I just kept on watching TV because I thought, well, maybe she's interested in whatever I'm watching. So I'm staring at the TV, not paying it no mind because her bedroom's that way. She came from that direction and she was standing there. And then she started to stare at me, which I felt this the whole time that she was staring at me for some reason. So I turned around to ask her, why are you standing there staring at me? There was a man standing there in a hat and a beard. And no, it was not the hat man. I could see the face. The living room had lights in it. And he was just standing there with a smile on his face. I don't know what color he was. The only thing I remember is he had a jacket on. He had a hat and a white beard. To those people that are mediums out there, no, it wasn't anyone in my family that I recognized. Both my grandparents have passed away, my grandfathers have passed away, and my father has passed away. And I have a couple of uncles that have passed away. None of them resembled what I saw. So it's not, it was not a family member coming back to say hi or to see how I was doing or just, you know, looking out for me or what have you. I sat there for a moment. I was just looking at this. I wish I could just recall a color, but I really didn't see a color. I just saw a figure with a face, beard and hat, standing there smiling at me the whole time. When I got the nerve up, I jumped up. And as soon as I jumped up, it went away. And still to this day, my dog still stares at this area. We do hear noises all the time at this, in this area of the house. At nighttime, we hear strange things out in our living room when we're in bed. I have Chantel that lives with us. She's our reoccurring regular. She can tell stories of the same thing that's happened in this house. And Lisa has actually had experiences in her house, in this house, and mostly it's at nighttime enough of this. I hope I didn't bore you guys. And these are, again, are some of the true stories or some of the true experiences that I've had. And that's the, this is the reason why I believe in a paranormal. I believe, you know, I, I didn't mention, I said I was going to do it at the early, early part of the show, but I was so gung ho to tell you guys about these stories or tell these stories to you guys. I believe in extraterrestrials. I'm a huge fan of science. So if anybody out there wants to talk or just give me, because I'm not a scientist, I try to absorb as much as I possibly can about science. I love the universe. I love everything space. I love, you know, um, physics, quantum physics and things like that. I do believe in again, UFOs, which I've witnessed a UFO before. And I had other people see it at the same time as me. So our current format of the show right now, we've told a bunch of stories about our our experiences. We've gone through, uh, we've told some of the science things that I like again and that I'm interested in. And what's upcoming, I do have a couple of guests that I've already scheduled to come on to the show for 2022. And I have a big show that i want to do with deadly cults it's taken me a while to get this together i wanted to do this a while ago because when i present the information to you guys i want to make sure i present the information the proper way it's taken a long time because as i'm digging deeper into some of these deadly cults and i'm only in research too and it's a lot more information that i'm finding out all the time so look forward to that look forward to my guests that are coming on the show The best way to contact me for me is Instagram a Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast. I do have a TikTok page. If you've been watching that, I drop a few little nuggets of information. And I also have the YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening, only listening to it, you can watch it on YouTube when I post this up as well. In closing of the show, if you'd like to share a story with us or if you want to be on the show, Send us an email at at johncarteratmistersandbelievepodcast.com. We can share your story on the show, or you can come on the show yourself to share that story. Please give us a like, share, and subscribe, and give us an iTunes rating of five. All right, guys. Until next time, peace.